Hail Varsity Radio is live. Now, back to Schmitty. Schmitty's a great guy, but he don't have a brain. And Elijah. You want me to speak? When I point you, yeah. On Hail Varsity Radio. Big thanks to Mitch Sherman. Get the podcast, Spotify, iTunes, Google Play, Hail Varsity, powered by Cornhead Lager, Chris Schmidt, Elijah Herbal. And we say hi to Connor Clark, who is at PBA. And uh, at C underscore Clark underscore 27 from the announcer's booth against Northwestern to media row for KFOR. We uh, check in with Connor. Connor, you've done extensive research. Your gut says what about Jawan Gary? It's a great question. I'm still on the train. If I'd be surprised if he plays tonight. And okay. it's just because... For me, it goes back to Saturday's result. If you don't win that game if you're Nebraska, I think there's a higher probability that he does see the floor tonight. But when you come off of a win at home without him, first of all, and you were used to playing with him for a month and a half, you come out, you win that game, you prove that you can win a home conference game without him. I think you try and do that again here tonight. I don't really see a reason to rush him back and try and, you know, not play a 100% healthy Juan Gary, because at the end of the day, he's going to be needed big time down the stretch of this season. And I don't know if it's really worth it to try and throw him out there here tonight. If he's good enough to go, that's awesome. If he's on a minute restriction, okay, great. But to me, my gut says he's probably not going to play. I'd be surprised if he did. Yeah, you said uh, to us going through layup lines, it appeared that he was a little ginger on that calf. Does that, does that sound about right to you? Is It doesn't look like he's 100% yet. Yeah, that's what I would say. I mean, usually he would be pretty explosive going to the rim, and I know it's warm-ups, but to me it just felt like he was kind of taking it a little bit easier than kind of everybody else in the normal warm-up group. He was stretching out the cap. He's wearing the sleeve. He was dressed as if he was going to play. He had the uniform shorts on and everything, but he's been in the locker room probably for the last 20 minutes or so, so I'm assuming this is the final decision period. Um, but, yeah, it didn't look like he was, you know, 100% exploded in the rim, all that good stuff. Again, my good feeling, I'd be surprised if we saw him, and that's not necessarily a bad thing. Is Mr. Miyagi in the building? I can't say he is, but he may show up before the season ends. I don't know. <laughs> do, you do you have your cups ready? That's all you need. A little flames of cups? Yeah. I got my water bottle. Can he do something with that? I don't know. Uh, Cotter, let's talk Ohio State. I saw your your write-up for Stephen Bardo's podcast, uh, super impressive. And uh, as you look at this matchup here, Buckeyes are talented. I was talking with Elijah, and they – like Rutgers is scrappy and athletic and tough. Ohio State is scrappy, athletic, and tough, and there's a little more basketball skill on their roster. A big uh, three-headed monster Nebraska's got to figure out. Yeah, it's going to be a tough test here tonight. I think we're going to see a game very similar to what we saw on Saturday. Maybe not in the fashion that it was played, but the result is going to be close. It's going to be Bruce Thornton and Jamison Battle for Ohio State here tonight. Bruce Thornton's averaging 16 a game. It's been phenomenal all year long for Ohio State. A veteran guy um, on this Ohio State roster, at least comparatively when you look at the transfer portal. And then Jamison Battle, who's a familiar face, played at Minnesota in the last couple of years, came to PBA last year. He beat the Huskers in the first round of the Big Ten tournament 
uh, a season ago as well. He's averaging 14.4 a game. He leads the Big Ten and made threes. He's got 53 of them this year. So he's a flamethrower beyond the arc. And when it comes to the metrics, and this is this gets weighed in a lot when it comes to the NCAA tournament, they're 10 spots ahead of Nebraska. They're 46 in the net. Nebraska 56 coming into this game tonight. So this may not be a quad one opportunity for Nebraska at home. But it's a quad 2-1, and that's something that you can make the argument that Nebraska needs more because they're 0-2 in that quadrant of the net ranking. So this is going to be a close game. This is a tough Ohio State team that's coming in here, coming off of a pretty nice win against Penn State over the weekend. Now, a tough turnaround. they got to come back and travel on short notice. But this is going to be a really tough Ohio State team to put away, especially if you don't have Juwan Gary. So uh, it's going to be a good contest here tonight. The Huskers are definitely going to have their hands full. I want you to look at it from each side here quickly, Connor. First, from Nebraska's point of view, what about Ohio State and how they play should worry the Huskers in terms of uh, concern that it might get out of hand? On the flip side, what does Nebraska do well that you think might be a concern for Ohio State in tonight's game? Yeah, Ohio State is a good rebounding team. And so if you're Nebraska, you want to avoid Rutgers 2.0 at all costs, right? And again, Juwan Gary factors into that. I was surprised we didn't see Montar Jope at all on Saturday. If it starts to get out of hand on the boards, we may see him here tonight if Juwan Gary is not going. But I'd say that's the biggest area of concern. And obviously, you got to lock down on Battle, who's a shooter, as I mentioned, Bruce Thornton, who's their leading scorer. But rebounding is going to be a premium here tonight. And then for Nebraska, they've shot the ball pretty well in this building this year. So if they continue to do that and shoot the three pretty efficiently and get their looks, I mean, they had their looks all day long against Northwestern. They just kind of thought a little bit too much. Fred Hoiberg said that in the post-game presser. They were playing in a crowd a little bit too much, making one more extra pass that maybe wasn't necessary. So just take what the defense gives you. I know that's very coach-speak of me on offense, but they've shot the ball well in this building. If they continue to do that, they have a pretty good chance to win here tonight. Connor Clark with us uh, on site at PBA as uh, he's uh, doing a live shot here on the stream, Hail Varsity YouTube channel and uh, Hail Varsity Radio Twitter feed at HVarsity Radio. Tip off a little under 30 minutes right now. Is it uh, empty seat night? I know it's a late, fashionably late arriving PBA crowd. You got to finish up that uh, Morgan and Diet across the way in the rail yard. And you make the mad dash by the anthem time, but how's the energy? How's the buzz right now? Not yours. Student section, is, well, a zero, unfortunately. But <laughs> the student section is pretty full, and it's been pretty full for probably since the 45 minute mark on the clock. And students are ready to get back to this building, ready to get back court side. The energy from them is going to be there. More and more folks are starting to file in here throughout the, the main bowl, but it's kind of what you'd expect with 23 minutes left on the clock here at PBA, as you mentioned, Schmitty. More so of a late arriving, arriving crowd usually here, uh, but I, I don't really have a doubt that this is going to be a good crowd. I mean, like, it, it was a great crowd on Saturday, and I thought people were going to get steered away because of how cold it was. It's no longer that cold, so... I think it's going to be a good crowd here tonight. Students are back. Everybody knows this is a big game. And chance to get to 15-5 and five if you're in Nebraska. That's your best 20-game start in 23 years. So this is a massive game. I think people are going to show out for it. Connor, uh, if you, before we get you out of here, we're going to get your, your score prediction here in just a little bit because, you know, staking a beer with this Texas Longhorns mug. We've been working through it. We think loser chooses the shot that is taken. And it's a clean glass. 
I, I'll Connor's with me. Connor's with me. Connor's with me in terms of the, the dirtiness adds a little bit of punishment to it. But Connor, I, I want you to give us potential X factors for Nebraska in this game. Nebraska gets it done. Just, I guess the question is just that. Who is a potential X factor for Nebraska? It feels like they've needed it, whether it be C.J. Wilcher off the bench, Casey getting hot at the right time, Sam Hoiberg in his defense, Juwan Gary in his rebounding. It feels like when they get wins, they have an X factor type performance. Who do you think are some candidates tonight? I mean, the obvious answer is Casey, but I'm going to steer away from that. And a guy that you just mentioned, Elijah, I think C.J. off the bench is going to be big, especially, again, if you have no Juwan Gary. I mean, he, he's been phenomenal this year. The jump he has made from last year to this year is something I didn't really see coming. And he's been great. He shot the ball really well. Uh, he's shooting around 59% in his last eight games. He's averaging over 12 points a game in his last eight games. So I think him coming off the bench, if he can have a nice shooting night, and we saw that against Purdue too. And he wasn't the only X factor. That was a very big team effort. But he came off the bench against Purdue and shot the ball lights out. was awesome. Uh, defensively as well. So I think C.J. Wilker is going to be my guy to keep an eye out. Obviously, you have your usual suspects, Tomanaga, Williams, Matt. But if you want to go outside the box, I'm going to go C.J. Wilker. Who gets battle? Who has that charge? Now, that's a good question because, again, if Juwan Gary's healthy, that's where my mind goes. Um, but probably you're probably going to see Bryce Williams on him a little bit. I would go C.J. Wilson. We'll probably see him a little bit as well off the bench. Those will probably be your two main suspects on him. If they get into foul trouble, we'll see, because that can get interesting, because Battle is not a short guy by any means. He's about 6'7". Uh, watching him warm up earlier, he was taller than I expected. Uh, so those are those are my two guys. We're going to have to try and chase Battle around that three-point. Now, Connor, we, we asked this question to Mitch regarding Dylan Riola. I asked him, do you think he opened a, a playbook or a textbook first this week? And I'm going to ask the same question to you, but not a playbook. The basketball stat sheet. What did you check out first year in your, your first week back on campus? Was it the basketball stat sheet or was it a textbook? Be honest with us. Oh, it's absolutely bracketology. I can't, <laughs> I can't lie about it. It's absolutely bracketology and, and getting ready for tonight's game. Do you buy... Okay, and, and Mitch had a, a good take on you know whether Nebraska is safe or not. Too much season left to deem them safe permanently right now. As it sits tonight, what do you believe? Do you believe they're a 10 seed, an 11 seed, a play-in bubble? What does the Connor Clark bracketology say? I would probably put them at a 10. I've seen multiple brackets with them at a 9. I've seen as high as an 8. I think that might be a little high. I've seen some as an 11. But I think right now, after Saturday's win, they're off the bubble. I think they're in as a 10. Now, if they lose tonight, I think they're right back on the bubble. And as you said, Smitty, too much season left right now for me to say there are a lot, a lot of Big Ten season left to play. you got a lot of road games left on the schedule, too, i.e. Saturday at Maryland. That's going to be a tough one as well. So take care of business here. I feel obviously more confident about it. But right now, too much season left to say this seems absolutely a loss for the field of 68. But as they look right now, obviously in a position to put themselves there here in a couple of weeks. Purdue, Wisconsin, Illinois, Northwestern, Nebraska, Sparty. And I know Sparty needs to get it into gear, but who, who's in right now? Ohio State's on that bubble, too. Yeah, Ohio State's right right there. They're probably in front of Sparty. Yeah, I would go 
Purdue, Illinois, Wisconsin, Nebraska. I would put Michigan State in there. The metrics have loved their resume thus far. Their strength of schedule is really, really high this year. So I would still go Michigan State in there. Ohio State, currently on the wrong side of the bubble, but can easily put themselves on the right side of that bubble as well. And Northwestern, obviously, still has a lot to play for, a lot of meaning left in Evanston. So that's probably your group of six or seven. I think Northwestern gets the nod right now along with Nebraska because they're the two teams that have wins over the number one overall seed. Connor, we'll uh, check in later. Quick score. I'm going to go Nebraska edges one out here. I'm going to go 74-68. Win and cover, says Connor Clark. Connor, be good. Thanks so much. All right, there he is, Connor Clark at PBA, Nebraska, Ohio State. We'll hear from Fred next. The tale of our city powered by Cornhead Lager.